0: The Real Life, Real Talk podcast. I am your host, William Carr. In our last podcast, we started a conversation about the governance of money. We will continue that conversation in this podcast. We defined a governance as a set of rules used to make decisions. We will look at some other aspects of money during this process. Let's get started. There is a general belief that money can buy anything. It is true that the dollar has tremendous purchase power, but it is still limited in the things it can buy. For instance, if one was terminally ill and dying, money could not be used to bargain with the grim reaper for more time or by research to discover a remedy for a disease that no one knows about. And this terrible disease is causing your health to deteriorate in a rapid fashion. It is true the dollar can buy a lot of things, but cannot always buy the things that matters. The concept of money does not address the idea of what money can buy. It speaks to the idea of what one may think of money and its ability or inability to satisfy all needs. The concept of money is different, as subtle as it may be, from the use of the dollar. The concept of money defines the value one places on money as a source of power. The concept of money addresses the use and abuse of money and not its ability to transform into a medium of exchange, which we are defining as the dollar. Again, it is perceived that money can buy happiness and other tangible items. There is even a stronger perception that money produces wealth and power. If we assume this is true, then all the people who have money would experience a type of utopia in their life every day, all the time. It is important that we make a distinction between the concept and the perception of money and the dollar or currency. There are dangers in not having a strong conception of money. One of the dangers is the lack of control. We may lack the ability to manage our thoughts about money properly. This may lead to our misguided use of the ideas and concepts of money, but eventually the misguided use of the dollar as a medium of exchange. This misguided use can lead to the production of evil thoughts which in turn may lead to evil action. The concept of money should be used to liberate us from the cares of the world. The effects of the wrong attitude about money, if we are not careful in our understanding, can find us in bondage by these ideas. Being set free from the bondage of misunderstanding money as legal tender and not the dollar as legal tender has trapped people for a long time. Those who have understood this difference are successful in their endeavors. Now the perception and use of money. To fully understand our perception and use of money, we need to know there's a power in the awareness of the biblical principle as it relates to the power and control. There is only one absolute power and he has absolute control. In order for anyone who wishes to have power, they must acknowledge the supreme power who gives power and authority to those who are willing to use his power for the benefit of everyone. In reality, we must develop a relationship with the creator concerning the use of his power and authority. We develop a relationship by communicating with him, which is known as prayer. Prayer is one of the ways we get God's attention, and knowing how to talk with Him is very important. It is essential to know that God is the creator of all things, of everything. The perception that we can create anything is misleading and misguiding. Everything that we see, hear, touch, taste, or smell is a product or a byproduct of God's creation. Simply speaking, Everything belongs to him. This includes power, authority, wealth, riches, and money. The principles of tithing and offerings are ways that God uses to increase our ability to understand power and control. Without delving too deeply into matters of spiritual nature, it will suffice to say we need to know more about what concerns God and his creation. When we learn the meaning of tithing and giving offerings, we attach ourselves to what God is doing in the lives of his people. According to Malachi, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Also, according to the scripture in Luke, give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Our perception of money should be revealed through the creator's meaning for our lives and not our own interpretation. Now let's look at money as it relates to scientists or scientific perspective. First, health and wellness. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul or health? In other words, what good would it do for you to have all the money in the world with only five minutes to live? Having money may give you some assorted power, but if that power cannot produce immediate results when needed, what good is it? If you had the choice of living a life in good health or have riches that can only satisfy for a few minutes, would you realistically choose a few minutes of wealth of life? Ideally, having both wealth and health would be the better choice and can be viewed from two points. One, if I had money, I can't afford those things necessary to keep me healthy. And two, if I had health, I can use my health to work at, beginning, at gaining wealth. If you had to choose, would it be health or wealth? When we become aware of money and its uses, we may neglect to consider how our health and wellness contribute to our understanding of money. Klotz, 2008, states, Maladaptive Patterns of Financial Beliefs and Behaviors that Leads to Clinically Significant Distress, Impairment in Social or Occupational Functioning, Undue Financial Strain, or an Inability to Appropriately Enjoy One's Financial resources. According to Sohang and Grable, 2003, maintaining reasonable and low debt, having active savings and or retirement plan, following a spending plan, experiencing high level of financial satisfaction, and experiencing low levels of financial stress can increase our health and wealth for a longer lifespan. From the mental side, our brains are the delicate, intricate, mysterious, and complex part of our bodies. It controls most of our bodily functions, and conversely, there are many parts of our body that affect our brain. Our brain is affected by internal and external stimuli, intrinsic and extrinsic modifications conscious and subconscious activities. There are two factors that affect the brain and the way it responds to our mental state. They are conditioning and adaptation. As useful and helpful as they are, they can be very dangerous if used inappropriately. What is conditioning? Conditioning can be defined as learning as the related to permanent change in behavior brought about as a result of experience or practice. The focus of the behavioral approach is on how the environment impacts behavior. We are conditioned by what goes on in our environment, whether it is positive or negative. Adaptation. As we respond to the conditioning of our environment, we learn to adapt to the change of the stimuli. It is the stimulus that follows a voluntary response that changes the probability of whether the response is likely or unlikely to occur. The perception and use of money can often trigger the condition adaptation response. If we continue to give false reinforcements about what money is and what it can do, we allow our senses, our thoughts, or our actions to adapt to what is going on around us, particularly when it comes to understanding money. When we are conditioned, we adapt to whatever we are being told without challenges. Also from a scientific view, the American Psychological Association, 2004, determined that financial concerns are the number one cause of stress in America's lives, and money is the number one source of disagreement In the early years of marriage, disordered money behaviors have a significant negative effect on well-being. Money uses are the number one cause of divorce in the United States. Financial problems affect job performance in as many as 15% of American workers. Individuals who are materialistic report lower levels of self-actualization, energy, and contentment, higher levels of anxiety, physical symptoms, and unhappiness. From an economic perspective, the time value of money is referred to as interest. Interest is the cost of money borrowed or lent. It is based on that a dollar received today is worth more than a dollar that will receive at a later date, for instance, one year from now. There are two components to the time value of money. First, future value. Future value refers to compounding. Compounding is the amount to which current sum will increase based on a certain interest rate and period of time. Secondly, present value. Present value is calculated by a process called discounting. In determining future value, you are given an amount to invest or save and you can calculate its amount at some time in the future. In determining present value, you are given the amount that will be available in the future and you can calculate the current value of that amount. Interest is the dollar cost of borrowing or earning from lending money. There are three elements interest is based on. One, the principal, two, the interest rate, and three, the amount of time. The formula for computing is interest equals principal multiplied by the rate multiplied by the time. Another economic aspect is credit. Credit is an arrangement to receive cash, goods, or services now and pay for them at a later date. Consumer credit refers to the use of credit for personal needs by individuals and families in contrast to credit used for business purposes. The two kinds of credit are, one, closed-in. Credit allows you to pay back one-time loans in a specific time and payments of equal amounts. And two, open-end credit. Loans are made on a continuous basis and you are billed periodically for at least a partial payment. Personal finance planning is the process of managing your money to achieve personal economic satisfaction. This planning possess allows you to control your financial situation. Financial success is achievement of financial aspirations that are desired, planned, or attempted. It is defined by the individual who seeks it. There are several financial objectives. One, to maximize earnings and wealth. Two, to practice efficient consumption. Three, to find life satisfaction. Four, to reach financial security. And five, to accumulate wealth for retirement and a financial estate to leave to err. Values are the principal, standards, or qualities considered worthwhile or desirable that provide a basis for goals, thereby giving continuity to decisions. Values provide a base for decisions about how to live because they serve as guides to future action and as standards to all criteria by which our actions can be directed. A belief is the mental acceptance of our convictions about the truth or actuality of some statement or something based on what one implicitly considers adequate grounds. A behavior is a persistent, learned predisposition to have in a consistent way toward a given object or set of objects as they are conceived to be. Your belief system and your behavior system should be congruent to your value system. By definition, economics is the science of choice. It explains the choices we make and how the choices we make help us cope with scarcity. The fundamental economic problem is scarcity because the availability of resources are never enough to satisfy everyone's wants. Choices Are necessary. If all goods were free, there would be no need to economize resources and no economic problem. The central fact of scarcity forces mean making choices. More of this means less of that. Economic choices can be summarized by five big questions. One, what goods and services are produced and in what quantity? Two, how are goods and services produced? Three, when are goods and services produced? Four, where are goods and services produced? And five, who consumes the goods and services produced? The ultimate scarcity in any economy is a scarcity of time. The supply of labor depends first on how many of the population work at all. The total of people either working or seeking work at a particular time is termed the labor force. Choices involve a trade-off. Something is given up to get something else. Opportunity cost of a choice is the highest valued alternative foregone. Choices are made in a small step, which means choices are made at the margin, and choices are influenced by incentives. In making choices, people compare the additional cost, the marginal cost, of an action to the additional benefit, the marginal benefit, the marginal action. Changes in marginal cost and changes in marginal benefit affect the decision made. The basis assumption made by economists about human being or human behavior is that people try to make themselves as well off as possible. As a result, people respond to change incentives by changing their decisions. In summary, to fully understand a good governance, a few assumptions are made. The first one is, the love of money is the root to all evil, which produces greed, and greed can be classified as one of the deadly sins. The second one, whatever you sow, that is what you reap. Thirdly, all ecosystems are related, interact with each other, and can produce unintended consequences if used improperly. The fourth one, learning to give and share with each other is important to life. And five, history is not just the study of the past. It is also the study of the written records of the past. History gives us good information that we can learn from if we follow the lesson it gives. Sadly, we have not learned from our history. There are three support systems that gird our theory on the governance of money. They are control, authority, and power. These three support systems are the strength of this idea. It is the quest for control, authority, and power that contribute to the misunderstanding of money. Because of this misunderstanding, the reason for seeking money and more of it has left us with a distortion of the perception and has robbed us of our understanding of how to use it. Reference for the information provided in this podcast can be obtained by contacting the Real Life Ministries, Inc. Thanks for listening. If you have comments or observations about the podcast, you can send them to one onereallifeministries at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please share it with family and friends. If you like to be notified about new episodes, Go to my website and click on follow at https colon slash slash wc2277.podbean.com. Until the next time, consider the information that was given today and see if there are any practical applications for your life. And remember to keep it real.